think I have the best laptop ever created. <laughs> it looks nice, except for the holes in it from when I dropped it on the concrete. Oh, that's good. Leaving Cooperstown once. <laughs> <laughs> was it? It was not in any kind of bag or case. It was in a bag, but not a laptop bag. It's so like a shop right bag. It was in a shoulder bag, <laughs> and I slung it over my shoulder, and the thing just went right out and landed corner first on oh. the road. So it's got a nice hole in the corner of it. Oh man, it's cool. You can see the the inside of a monitor. It's like a it's like those IMAX from like the late nineties, except not on purpose. Oh, yeah. with like the clear casing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. This is just um, what do you call it? A no hole. Case. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I've only seen like clips of it, but David Lynch in one interview went off about how there are no such thing as primary colors, that it's just <laughs> it's just a bunch of bull. Oh my God. <laughs> and I want to I want to understand that. I was hoping you were going to say he like explained it, but no, no, he doesn't explain anything, ever. Thoughts are just there for you to absorb and explain for yourself. I don't think I agree with him. But it's an interesting concept. I think that he would tell you. I think that he would tell you that science is the death of spirit. All right, we're almost twenty minutes into recording here. All right, here we go. Welcome to Talk Around Riyadh, the Wheel of Time Showcast. I'm your host Joe Perry here with my co-host Jen Isgro. How you doing, Jen? I'm good, Joe. How are you? I'm excited. Extremely excited today, Jen. And I don't want to forget my other co-host, Tom Kakosa. How are you doing, Tom? <laughs> I'm doing well, Joe. I am ready to go. This is amazing. This was, I think, the best Wheel of, Wheel of Time Wednesday yet. I, agree. I think it might be better than the, the video. I, agree. Mm. I I don't know. I think it's, I would say it's the second best. But it's really, really good. And, and, I, and, and I have to say, my experience was tempered by the fact that you guys knew about all this stuff for a couple of hours before <laughs> I did, because I was stuck in a, a meeting at work. I came in, and then my phone had 800 notifications. So I just want to say something about that, Tom. So while you were in that meeting, I passed you know the, the room you were in a couple of times, and I was trying to get your attention without <laughs> anyone else noticing, <laughs> but you were too deep into the meeting, so... I was just going to start like jumping up and down and like sticking my thumbs up. <laughs> For you listeners, Tom and I work together. So That's right. I was uh, busy working on the TPS reports. <laughs> I was driving and I got a notification on my phone and I actually, I was trying to look at it. I was like, I got to pull over because like I saw another one come up. I'm like, I got I to pull over and just wait until they all come up because I'm going <laughs> to crash my car. Because you don't want to kill people. No, not no. this. And that was crazy because I thought like, Jen, you had put in the Discord. You put Tom, I think, right? That they cast Tom. Yeah. I got on my desk and I ref I refreshed the screen and I saw Logan and I was like, "Wait, what?" <sighs> so I put Logan and then like I refreshed it again and then we saw Loyal and I was like, "What, Loyal?" <laughs> and then we thought it was done. Yeah. And then like a minute later, all of a sudden, Peyton Fane came out. Yeah. I was Exciting. preparing a tweet in my head. I was like composing a tweet and then I was like, "Oh, another one! I gotta wait and make sure this is it." Yeah, we definitely had to wait a little bit. So, yeah, it was really exciting. I, I think it was exciting because of the way, you know, we we, we kind of thought we were going to get one maybe. Right. And we got four, and it was like, here's one. Then, like, 30 seconds later, here's the other one. 
it wasn't like all in one tweet, which kind of made it really cool as well. I just think it was the best one because we were sitting here for weeks worrying that Tom and Loyal wouldn't be in it. And like, we weren't worried that the other people weren't. We knew all the rest of them were going to be in it. But just to throw four great characters out at once and two people who we've been like stressing might not even be in the show. That's why I think it was the best. It was very Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. And we, I could finally stop seeing people posting pictures of Sam Elliott for Tom <laughs> in the face different Facebook groups. It became like a running joke where like people were just jokingly posting it or saying, you know, you know, making comments about Sam Elliott um, because everyone would constantly post about him because he has a mustache. Yes. <laughs> He's white hair and a mustache. Before we get into the castings. There was one other piece of news that was found out. Um, mm-hmm. So a composer was put on the Wheel of Time IMDb page. His name is David Buckley, and he was listed for four episodes. We were talking about why he's four, why it's only four episodes, but it looks like there's only four episodes actually of the show listed on IMDb, so that just might be the reason. Mm. And he's actually an Emmy-nominated composer hey, for right. The Good Fight, which I believe is a TV show. It is a TV show. Yeah, so he's done music with the remake of Papillion, uh, Jason Bourne. Yeah, sorry if I said that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't didn't say what you say correctly. No, I did not say that. He also did music for The Nice Guys. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, The Town, Ben Affleck's, that crime drama with Ben Affleck, The Town he did music for. Okay. Um, he's done music for TV series The Good Wife. Okay. We mentioned Good Fight, which is the sequel. The sequel to it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't watch. Yeah, it's like a spinoff shows. show of The like, Good uh, Wife. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's on like a streaming platform. Oh, I, I think CBS streaming or All Access, or whatever. Yeah, it's it's Christine Baranski's character from The, the Good Wife and like her law firm. Oh, okay. Doing he, afterwards. he also did composer for The Gifted, which is that Marvel show on Fox. And that that current show, Evil, that's on CBS. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's scoring that show. Uh, that movie. Uh, sorry, that show too. Um, I also mentioned uh, earlier before we started recording that he did. He worked on music for Gone Baby Gone, Shrek the Third, Fifty Shades movies, Wonder Woman, American Hustle, a bunch of stuff. One thing though that I wanted to point out that his first involvement with film music was as a cathedral choir boy performing on Peter Gabriel's score. For Martin Scorsese's *The Last Temptation of Christ*, that's crazy on like eighteen different levels. Yeah, I can't believe that Peter Gabriel did the score for *The Last <laughs> Temptation of Christ*. Yeah, he's also done the last bit too. He's done a lot of scoring for our video games. So he's done *Batman: Arkham Knight* and *Call of Duty: Ghosts*. Uh, the most notable ones. I don't really know any of the music from any of these th- shows because I've never watched any of them. So I feel kind of bad, but it's all right. It's a lot of TV yeah. out there. But it sounds like he's done a lot. He's obviously not a novice, and he's clearly good at what he does. Otherwise, he wouldn't keep getting all of these. He's at least an accepted jobs. <laughs> right. He's, he's, <laughs> I think he's a full This is his this test point. to go. <laughs> this is <laughs> We're blending towers. <laughs> so that's our first bit of news, and now for the more exciting news. <sighs> Here we go. Our four casts, our four new cast members. So we're going to start off with um, somebody we already knew was going to be on the show. We just didn't know what role. And I think we talked about him last episode, Alexander Will- Willom. Oh, actually, it was two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. 
So he was the actor that had posted a photo on Instagram about how he was working with the stunt crew. I believe we had all talked and kind of thought that he was going to be uh, Elias or um, a white cloak. I was, I think I said 90 something percent. (laughs) I was very, very confident that he was Elias. Yeah, you had like everybody in that picture cast. I had all the stunt performers. Well, in a specific scene. <laughs> yep, I knew exactly what it was. A hundred percent wrong. <laughs> That's the kind of quality you get on Talk Around Riyadh. <laughs> so he's he a, could he, still be a, a a stunt girl for Egwene, though. Yes, yeah, so she probably is, but just a different scene, I guess they were working on. Yeah, she might be a stunt girl. She's probably a stunt girl for multiple, um, you know, people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a Danish actor. We talked about him uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's been in a, a lot of TV stuff. I think most notably The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So, yeah, he's been in a lot of movies and TV shows. He is our Tom Marilyn. Yay! Yeah, it was was kind of surprising. Yeah. It was. He's only 42 years old. He's not that old at all. He's not that old, but you know what? I don't know how old Tom Tom is white hair. No one knows how old Tom is. There's I Checked a Companion... yeah, you it's could not be 42 in there. years old with white hair. I don't think he's 42 because... I think he's older than that, but I don't think he's that old. No, I don't. I think he's probably around like 50-ish. Yeah. yeah. That's my guess. I mean, he was with Morghese, right? right. And Morghese is in her 40s, I think, right? Yeah, probably early 40s now. And I'm, I think from the information we get is that he's definitely older than her. And at the time when he was with her... Right. No, I wouldn't. I don't want to say significantly older, but he was a good, a good many years older than her. Maybe I don't know. I just feel like the physical feats that he he does, like the tumbling and 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 whatnot, he can't be like in his sixties. No, I agree with you. I think he's probably closer to fifty. But yeah, again, we know we never got an official age on him. So, so Rafe also responded to the tweet. Best best response, in my opinion. Is this one? Um, he said, "Ye of little faith, smiley face. Sometimes it takes a minute to find someone who's absolutely perfect to play a character as important as Tom. I was actually in an old inn with him this afternoon to witness a Gleeman performance, and let me tell you, he is something special. When I saw that, I got chills when he said he was in an old <laughs> inn with him this afternoon. I'm, right. I'm assuming he meant on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Oh, I got I got chills for that. I was wondering, I was trying to figure out which inn they were in." It could be the wine spring, but it's probably or Bar- one of the, Barilin, right? Barilin, or yeah. even one of the inns in uh, Whitebridge. Yeah, yeah, it could be. He does the stories and whatnot. Um, Jen, you have the description of Tom when we first meet him in Eye of the World. Do you want to read that? I do. The door of the inn banged shut behind the white-haired man, and he spun around to glare at it. Lean, he would have been tall if not for a stoop to his shoulders, but he moved in a spry fashion that belied his apparent age. His cloak seemed a mass of patches, in odd shapes and sizes, fluttering with every breath of air, patches in a hundred colors. It was really quite thick, Rand saw, despite what Master Alvier had said, with the patches merely sewn on like decorations. One more paragraph. The white-haired man whirled, cloak flaring. His long coat had odd baggy sleeves and big pockets. Thick mustaches, as snowy as the hair on his head, quivered around his mouth, and his face was gnarled like a tree that had seen hard times. He gestured imperiously at Rand and the others with a long-stemmed pipe, ornately carved, that trailed a wisp of smoke, 
Blue eyes peered out from under bushy white brows, drilling into whatever he looked at. I think I might be the most excited at seeing him in costume. Yes. Seeing like the Gleeman's cloak and uh, and all. Uh... I, I like it. I think you're right. I think I'm going to be most most excited about that. I think that's going to be... Not that I don't want to always do this, but Game of Thrones didn't have a Gleeman in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's going to be something that like people are going to compare to something else. Yeah. That's true. That's right. You know? It's going to be like, that's this. So do you think they're going to give him the white hair and he's going to grow a mustache or the Instagram photo, he has a beard and, you know, full beard and mustache, but he's not white haired for sure. I think they'll give him the mustaches. I don't know if they'll be white. I don't think they're going to give him fake eyebrows. No, I don't think so either. The bushy eyebrows are like a constant thing that they describe Tom with over the, over the books, but I think they just leave his eyebrows alone. I, I think that he's growing the beard to see if he can use his own mustache. And then, okay. The, I mean, they do that a lot. They're like, okay, grow it in, and if it looks good, we'll use yours. And if it doesn't, then it's prosthetic. You know, it's it's, it's going to be applied. Yeah. So, only to my knowledge, and I, I'm looking at his IMDb page again uh, of the things that he's done. And I, the only thing I know that I saw him in is the movie Tomb Raider. And I think I know who he plays in that. His character is just entitled Lieutenant at least on IMDb. But if he is who I think he is, he has a pretty cool fight scene. So he can do like, you know, kind of action-y stunt work, which will be important later on. Hopefully he can convincingly juggle eight balls at once. (laughs) Yeah, he looks like he's been in physical. Like he was in, he's on The Last Kingdom, which I'm pretty sure is a pretty action-y show. So, and then he was also in uh uh, Valerian, a city of a thousand planets, which is an action movie. So I think he's pretty comfortable and familiar with doing action. Yeah. So I mean, I could see him taking on a a fade yeah. by himself. <laughs> That's it. I um no, I'm excited. I, I'm very excited that he's going to be in the show, right? Because like the the year of little faith kind of comment is is I'm glad that Rafe has his finger on like, the pulse of the Twitter of time fan world, the, you know, and the Facebook fandom of, of Wheel of Time, because people were really worried that Tom just wasn't going to be in it. Yes, people were getting angry over it, and, and it wasn't even, he wasn't even officially cut or cut at all, and people were getting angry. Right. I think this out of more of any character um, so far, that there was so, there was so much uproar about Tom, and if he gets cut, and, well, you know, they're going to be so angry, and they're going to boycott the show, and... <laughs> So it's kind of nice now. I don't, we don't have to listen to that anymore. Sorry, people. They'll come up with something else. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I, you know, I really, really like the character of Tom, and not just because we share a name, but because he's awesome. But I find that interesting because if you're going to cut Tom or Loyal, and obviously they're not going to cut either, but if you're going to cut one, cutting Loyal really changes like the the scope and storyline of the series in a way that Cutting Tom doesn't. You're cutting out a really awesome character, but most of the things that happen could happen without him. Yeah, he does a lot. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that Tom does. Yeah, and he acts as an advisor and, like, a guide and, like, a, a sparring partner, like, for verbal, like, you know, interplay. But, like, he doesn't have, like, a key role, you know? Well, it, 
Yeah, well, later on, at the end, he does. Yeah, even that, like, it doesn't have to, like, you could... You well, could, it does have to be. You're right, it doesn't have to be. They could write it in a different They could write way. it in a way that it wouldn't change the storyline in any different way. But you don't put Ogier in it. You don't put Loyalty, you don't put Ogier in it at all. And you're taking out a piece of the mythology. All right, so let's get. I want to move on to the next one before we get into anything more. And I'm gonna. I want to move on. I want to skip Loyal, and I'm gonna go to the other person who we already knew was in the show. We just didn't know who he was playing, mm-hmm. and that's Johan Myers. Right. We all know him from the table read video. We just didn't know who he was playing. And if you, if you want, go back and let's uh, watch that and see <laughs> who we thought he could be, and if we were right, because I don't even remember. We did put it as a possibility. Yeah, it was one of our ideas. It was. I think you're right. It was one of our possibilities. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Before we go there, I wanted to go back to our Dreamcasting episode. Uh-huh. So for to- for Tom Marilyn, I just wanted to run through who all of our picks were for Tom Marilyn. And be gentle on us, people. We- this was Dreamcasting. This wasn't really, you know, right. who we thought was realistically going to be him. So, Tom, who did you have again for Tom Marilyn? I had Kevin Klein. <laughs> Correct. Jen, <laughs> Jen, who did you have? I had Kurt Russell. Who did I have? Hugh Laurie. Awesome. Kurt Russell is busy filming The Christmas Chronicles, too. Oh, okay. Well, So uh, they asked him. I, I heard through the research team that they asked him, and he turned it down. I'm not sure what Hugh Laurie's doing. Veep is over, so he's not doing anything on Veep anymore. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. So back to Johan Meyer. So he was announced as, and you're right, we were close. I think we did mention the possibility, and he's going to be Padden Fane. Jen, yes. do you want to take us in with a description of Padden Fane? Sure. The man on the wagon was Padden Fane, a pale, skinny fellow with gangly arms and a massive beak of a nose. Fane, always smiling and laughing, as if he knew a joke that no one else knew, had driven his wagon and team into Emmons Field every spring for as long as Rand could remember. There's more here. I just want to... Uh, let me just read some other parts. Some peddlers simply told what they knew, throwing it out in a heap, a pile of rubbish with which they could not be bothered. Others had to have every word dragged out of them, speaking grudgingly with a bad grace. Fane, however, spoke freely, if often teasingly, and spun out the telling, making a show to rival a gleeman. He enjoyed being the center of attention, strutting around like an undersized rooster with every eye on him. It occurred to Rand that Fan... I can't read, it's so dark in here. Fane might not be best pleased to find a real gleeman in Emmons Field. The peddler gave the council and villagers alike exactly the same attention as he fussed with tying his reins off just so, which was to say hardly any attention at all. He nodded casually at no one in particular, he smiled without speaking and waved absently to people with whom he was particularly friendly, though his friendliness had always been of a peculiar, peculiarly distant kind, backslapping without ever getting close. He's not really a friend. No, he's not pale either, Johan yeah, Myers, that's, that's for lineup. sure. Well, you know. He is he, do, he is thin. He's a, a thinner man. Yeah. And his nose is somewhat beakish, but not too much beakish. It's a little beakish. Which I think is good. Yeah, it's a little beakish. Um, so Johan Myers is our Paid and Fane, Pad and Fane, sorry. Uh, years and years of saying Paid and Fane, it takes a long time to get out of that habit. He's been in TV shows Snatch. I watched the TV show Snatch, and I didn't remember him. And then when I saw I actually went back today and watched it, and I remember him. He was a pretty cool character, uh, Windrush. He was a bobber slash hitman. He's a pretty okay. cool uh, psychotic character. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. That's good. He was in a Black Mirror episode. He was actually in the first Black Mirror episode, National Anthem, the one with the... Oh, uh, God. With, yeah. With, I never uh, saw they, that one. The Prime Minister has to fuck a pig on, on camera so the whole world can see. Um, he was also in The Bank Job. He was in Coronation Street and a bunch of other stuff. He's He was good. I remember him from Snatch and I did like him a lot. He was he was a really cool character. So Rafe also had a tweet for him and I'm just going to read that real quick. Johan, he was actually the very first shot of the show. Ooh, a little bit. Of, we get a little bit of news right there. Riding his cart into the two rivers and the way he stepped off that cart and took the town will make you smile and shiver simultaneously in the way only Pad and Fane can. So when he says very first shot of the show, does he mean that's the first shot that they shot, or does he mean he's going to be the opening shot of the show? No, I think that he means the first thing, the first thing that they filmed. Okay. I think that, and it would be interesting if they just skip the opening scene with Rand seeing the rider. But like, they could go back to that though. I'm almost picturing like a a contradictory scene to the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring where That's like you're following Gandalf's saying, yeah. wagon ride in, only you're right. following Pat and Fane. But it right. gives you a it gives you like an like an overview of the town yeah. in a natural way and then you could always cut back to Rand and his dad, you know, coming in. Yeah. It's true. And then just the, the difference in characters is just kind of almost comical. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Quite 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 different. This is cool. I I've I've only seen him uh and a couple of things, a couple of smaller parts, but I've got a very, like, a very good vibe. I don't know why. It's that picture of his like eyes. They look like yeah. he can play like pure evil. Yes. Yeah. I think Psychotic evil. Yeah. And, I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think I think so too. And all uh, the headshots they've been putting up have been like amazing. They've just like draw you right in. They're really good pictures. Yeah. I also just getting a sense from looking at his like his filmography and like the different roles that he played. Fane has like. As he gets crazier and crazier, he like flips between personalities like within the same conversation. Yeah, uh, sometimes in the same paragraph of his own dialogue, and so like I think he has that range in him that he can play like, you know, the more death, the the the, the feigned part, the the combination between the, the two, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's very similar to Lord of the Rings, the the Pat and Fane character, the yep. Gollum, where he's got kind of the two personalities, and he's he's that other evil. He's not like the Dark One evil or the Sauron evil. It's that other evil right. that's kind of separate from the main evil of the story. So definitely parallels to Lord of the Rings. So he was a table read uh, actor. So we're, we're really narrowing it down now. We've only got a few table read characters or actors left to try to place. And I, I'm starting to think a lot of those are just going to be one episode Edmonds Fielders. Like I shouldn't say one episode, but at least in the first season where like the Luhans and people like that and uh the alvears senbui senbui i'm i'm sticking yeah. with that that white-haired guy as senbui he's not tom maryland he's, oh, he's gonna be senbui <laughs> just, he- yeah. just helena westerman that we have to figure out well we know who she is we just well, don't know what her role is i guess we'll, see. Yeah, we'll probably find more out more about that out so our next actor that was uh revealed to us and I'm going to say it now. Forgive me if I mispronounce this. <laughs> Hamed Anamashan. All right. Uh, and Hamed is going to be playing Loyal, son of Arendt. Yeah. Right. To, to be honest, I was most surprised to see this casting because I was very, very convinced that Loyal was going to be cut out of the show. 
Mm-hmm. So when I saw that he was cast, I was like shocked, surprised, <laughs> excited, and I was like, they're really not, they're not fucking around. Pardon my French. <laughs> yes. I tell you that, that, yes. I think you want to agenda, right? You want to agenda the intro? Yeah, go ahead, Jen. Bring us in. <clears throat> Okay. Oh, actually, this is the first one I, I'm like. You just made, you just made me spill out. my drink on my face, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to take a sip of my drink, and you cleared your throat so dramatically that I could. Okay. A throat cleared behind him, and he suddenly realized he was not alone. Ready to apologize for his rudeness, he turned. He was used to being taller than almost everyone he met. But this time his eyes traveled up and up and up, and his mouth fell open. Then he came to the head, almost reaching the ten-foot ceiling. A nose as broad as the face, so wide it was more a snout than a nose. Eyebrows that hung down like tails, framing pale eyes as big as teacups. Ears that poked up to tufted points through a shaggy black mane. Um, Rand sat there for a minute with his mouth hanging open, staring up at the apparition in wide-toed, knee-high boots and a dark blue coat that buttoned from the neck to the waist, then flared out to his boot tops like a kilt over baggy trousers. In one hand was a book, seeming tiny by comparison, with a finger broad enough for three marking the place. Nice. I'm sorry, I forgot again. We want. I just wanted to... Uh, we'll come back to it, though. But I wanted to go back to our dream casting. Yeah. No, there's, no need. Thought, there's no need. There's no need. We all we all picked. We all picked him. Uh, we did very well. Oh, we did. We did. Okay. Oh, so yeah. back to loyal. <laughs> <laughs> so Rafe uh, responded, of course, to this tweet as well, and I'll just read that real quick. Loyal's always been a character I was excited slash terrified about because of how perfect the actor has to be to pull off what's required. Hamed is so good that when his first audition came through, every single producer on the show emailed back within five minutes that he was the one. Wow. Wow. If that doesn't fill you with confidence, yeah. I don't know what does. <laughs> wow. That's that's cool. So just I'll just go through really quickly some things he's been in. He was in a Black Mirror episode. Oh, there's a lot of Black Mirror connections here. He was in the episode USS Callister. Um, he was the pizza guy. I do remember him in that. I don't remember the pizza guy having that big of a role, but... Which one is that? It's the video game episode where the oh. guy, like, traps the people inside his video game so he can make them do what he wants. It's kind of like a Star Trek-y kind of okay. video game. I don't think I saw that one. It was like the first episode of, like, the last season, not the one that just okay. came on, the one before that. Yes. It had the mother thing. from How I Met Your Mother in it. Yes, and we were talking about Jesse Plemons... Mm-hmm. As uh, I like to refer to him as the love child between Matt Damon and Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's, <laughs> I, I guess that's better. It depends on your view of two great Philip, actors. Depends on your view of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, there's been I have little experience with him. Loyal, I'm assuming he's going to be in full makeup and prosthetics. I don't know. How do you think they're going to handle like the height and all of that? You guys have any ideas on that? I fucked a force perspective for a lot of it, probably. And he's uh, supposed to be almost ten EPI? feet tall. Oil. <laughs> and it, Plus, it, they do like a Thanos thing, where he's just in like a suit, and then they do yeah. it. Yeah, I think I they're gonna, gonna do motion capture. Yeah, motion capture. There you go. Like that's what it's called. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna be able to do prosthetics like enough to to make it. I mean, they don't have to make him look exactly like he does. In the books, where he has eyes the size of teacups, 
and <laughs> tails for eyebrows and stuff. But like, I, I'm looking at just photos of him from from some of the things, and I've never seen Hammond. I've never seen any of the, the the work that Hammond's done before, so I'm not familiar with his performance. If you're just looking at like photos of of films that he's been in, he seems to be a big guy, but not like remarkably big that he can. Is he almost ten feet tall, Tom? <laughs> I think that he's almost. Almost ten feet they tall. Should, they should have got like Shaquille O'Neal to play him. Then you'd only be three feet off, right? And so I, I, I thought that they were going to do something like that, that they would do like some sort of motion capture CGI kind of a thing. But that's really expensive and can look really bad. So maybe they will go with forced perspective and prosthetics and make it not as you know, not yeah, maybe as. Maybe he just won't. Yeah. Maybe he just won't be pictures. ten feet. Maybe they'll just make Loyal like Ogier more like seven feet tall, you know, yeah. just not as big. Right. And Trollocs, they might not, they just might not be as big as they are in the books, just right. to kind of simplify stuff. Right. Trollocs scary. are just as scary if they're five yeah. ten. <laughs> <laughs> little little Trolloc, or like little four foot Trollocs. <laughs> <laughs> little six pound nine ounce baby Trolloc. <laughs> so, but yeah, they they could do something like that too. But Rafe's comment about it does make you think that it's something that's going to be a performance quite different than what the other actors are going to do, whether it be under heavy makeup or a completely vocal performance or like some kind of motion capture thing. Yeah, we don't we don't know that part. And that's kind of one of the gaps that still have yet to be filled by them. They gave us the actor, but we don't know how they're going to be using him for this character. Um, I just wanted to review back to when we did our Dreamcasting episode who we each had picked for Loyal. Tom, who who's your pick? Uh, my my pick for Loyal was I have it here if you don't remember. I don't remember. It Top was one. uh Jake, Jacob Battle. Jacob Battle, that's right. I I remember thinking I think that would be a good uh, he had a great voice. <laughs> I picked Tom Hopper from Umbrella Academy and he was also on Game of Thrones. <laughs> and um Jen, who was who was your pick for Loyal? Uh, the best pick, and that would be Will Ferrell. <laughs> I can't get over it. that's that, that's the one dreamcasting I will always remember. I'm devastated that he was not cast, but I'll try yeah. to get over it. It was probably just a, a money thing. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, that could be the only reason. Yeah, they. I think they did reach out to him first, but he just wanted too much money, and they couldn't afford it. And then part of the deal was that the heat they had to fund a sequel to that Sherlock Holmes movie. And they, they balked at that. Oh, what was that movie called? It was, it was hit, Holmes what? and Watson. Was that what it called? Was it him and John C. Riley? Yeah. And it was possibly the worst movie that come out in the last 10 years. Did you see it? No, I've only seen bits and pieces of it. They apparently, I, it just looked like there wasn't a director. That's what it looked like. The, the two of them share directing responsibilities. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh boy. All right. And our final casting, this was a totally new actor uh, like Hamed. We didn't know he was going to be in the show. He wasn't in any table reads or anything like that. Um, Alvaro Morte. He's a Spanish actor. Um, He's most notably known, which I don't know if that's really a correct phrase, but. uh, He's most (laughs) notable for. (laughs) Yes, he's most notable for uh, Money Heist which is uh, all of the stuff he's been in is really Spanish. Um, but Money Heist was also on Netflix, and it's 
been pretty well received and a lot of people talk about that show and how it's a great show which i think i'm actually going to go and watch now because i heard it was such a great show he is going to be our logan ablar yes we've got our logan we were not at all i think worried about him not being logan not being in the show because rafe had already talked about logan having an expanded role in the tv show right so this kind of negates our earlier thoughts that Daryl McCormack was going to be Loghain. I think we kind of all, he was our first choice for Loghain. And I was listening to the episode to go back just to see what we all thought of him. And I I did say Loghain, but I said I would like him to be Balsamon. So I still have that, I still have that possible correct prediction is <laughs> Daryl McCormack being Balsamon. So, Jen, do you want to give us a, a description of Loghain? I do, and this is my favorite description of these four that I've read. Ooh, okay. okay. With all of that, it was the man in the cage who caught and held Rand's eyes. He was not close enough to see Loghain's face as he had wanted to, but suddenly he thought he was as close as he cared for. The false dragon was a tall man with long, dark hair curling around his broad shoulders. He held himself upright against the sway of the wagon with one hand on the bars over his head. His clothes seemed ordinary, a cloak and coat and breeches that would not have caused common in any farming village. But the way he wore them, the way he held himself, Loghain was a king in every inch of him. The cage might as well not have been there. He held himself erect, head high, and looked over the crowd as if they had come to do him honor. And wherever his gaze swept, there the people fell silent, staring back in awe. When Loghain's eyes left them, they screamed with redoubled fury, as if to make up for their silence. But it made no difference in the way the man stood, or in the silence that passed along with him. As the wagon rolled through the palace gates, he turned to look back at the assembled masses. They howled at him, beyond words, a wave of sheer animal hate and fear. And Loghain threw back his head and laughed as the palace swallowed him. Yes, that is a really good description. And that's probably the only instance of Loghain appearing in Eye of the World, yes. if I recall. Yes. So we're, we're definitely getting expanded role. So here's my one thing about this casting. It's my only apprehension, is that Avara Morte is 44 years old, and Loghain is supposed to be 27 years old at the beginning of the series. Right. He doesn't look that old. He does not look that young. He does well, not look twenty-seven. Well, that's for sure. No, yeah, I mean, clearly they're making they, they've made a decision to make him an older character. Should be dead already, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Technically, from, channeling. From channeling. Yeah, you're right. I did read people talking about that about how they were gonna do that because you're right, John. He should be dead at this point from channeling. Well, he'll probably be playing younger than what he actually is, but maybe not twenty-seven. I read somebody had posted that. It's possible that the spark didn't appear until much later, which I think they said it has happened, but it's not, I don't know. But you're right. It They'd have to explain away that portion of it as to how he's still alive then if he's 40 years old or whatever. This guy is older than the guy who's playing Tom Marilyn. He is? Yes. Alexander Willem is 42. Alvaro Morte is 44. I guess whoever was the best. He made, Ra- oh, go ahead, read the Rafe tweet before I blow it up. Yeah, go ahead. You're right. So I'll read the Rafe tweet. I am in love with Alvaro Morte. Is that what it really there's, says? There's more. Yeah. Oh, that's well, there a, we go. Now we, know it. now we know how you get the part. That's fine. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not done. I cried real human tears in my office when I watched his performance of his first scene. He's going to break you. Which tears does he normally cry? 
I don't know, but this time they were real human tears. <laughs> Crocodile tears. <laughs> is this a hint that Rafe Judkins is a cyborg or a robot? <laughs> you heard it here first. I know not why you out. cry, <laughs> but I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the other actor who made him cry, or made people cry, him and uh, Marcus Rutter. I'm guessing that's why they cast him, because yeah, he I mean, made him cry. if he was that good, then I guess... So this doesn't sound like the audition, though, because it says in my office when I watched his performance <laughs> of his first scene. So this yeah. is like they already cast him, and then he cried after, like, when he saw, like, the scene that was shot thank, with him. Thank God we made the right decision. Yeah. I was so worried because he's old, but... Maybe he cried because he, he was upset about the decision. All right. What, what have I we, done? No, I think this guy, I, again, I'm, this is another actor that I'm not familiar with, his work, but reading up on him, he's, uh, he looks to be very respected. Uh, his, stuff, his quality of his work seems to be very good, and it's not what I pictured for Loghain, but I like it. I like, the, I like the vibe of it. I'm wondering if him being older is a storyline choice, not just an accident of like casting the best actor for the part, but yeah. like making a a market decision to make Loghain a member of an older generation. Who did you picture as Loghain? Dev, Dev Patel was my dream casting. I want to say that I saw one or two other people posited Dev Patel as a Loghain casting. Wow. Yeah, which I thought was amazing considering, you know, Unless they had listened to our episode and then, you know, put that out there after the fact. It's possible. But I think it would have been a stretch for him, but an easy stretch for him. I think it would have been a good choice for the guy. And I think he has that, that kind of regal carriage uh, that he doesn't get to use that often. I think this guy definitely looks can look the part. Looks the part. He's got the, the hair the way I would imagine Logan's hair is. and Yeah, he's got a shorter curly hair. And I think they mention him as being a, even dark for someone from Morandi. Can I Which ask I don't, again, a question? Go what nationality is that supposed to be in? He's supposed to be from Morandi. But what is Morandian? What is that like? I always pictured. To? I always pictured Morandi as kind of Eastern European. I always thought of like kind of yeah, like kind of Turk. They mentioned like the mustaches, like oh, thick okay. mustaches, and they say he's dark, even darker than a normal Morandian. I always kind of pictured like Turkish. Okay. So, yeah, I always like take, I always pictured the Saldeans as uh, from Turkey. Oh, okay. With the, uh, their upturned eyes and whatnot, and their their strong slightly noses. tilted eyes and their strong noses, yeah. more like a like a Middle Eastern kind of yeah, but like to them. like like uh, that blend of Middle Eastern and European Medi- that, Mediterranean that, that, yeah. that I feel like Turkey is is is, is that vibe. But um, who did um, Jen? Who did you pick for Logan in our dreamcasting? I, I believe I said Liam Hemsworth. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I picked Nicholas Holt. We were all very, very far off. Far I, like off. The way, I like the way this guy looks, though. I Like like I said, I love the pictures. All the pictures are, like, selling me on it. The yep. pictures in the, I don't know, they're just doing a really he's good job. He's got a great smile. Everybody up. He seems like he's be a pretty good dramatic actor. Yeah, I'm curious as to how they're going to work the whole age part. Are they, they obviously, they can play him down only so much. So Loghain is supposed to be a year older than uh, Galad. Now that we know that he's Loghain, that now that kind of narrows our thoughts uh, for Dal McCormick down to like Galad, Aram, Balzaman. Right. Joe, it's a- Aram. Oh, I'm sorry, Aram. Aram. 
Amen. I don't care. I'll say Aram too. Um, uh. <laughs> I kind of think he might be him though. He might be Aram now. Aram, whatever it is. Jerk face. Aram. I, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. Did I say that he would be Logan? Yeah, it was. We kind of all, I think, said. Oh no, you said he was going to be a white cloak, John. Oh, that's right. That's right. I had. All right. So yeah. I said he's gotta... That's right. I forgot. There's a correction from that episode too, because we were saying white cloaks. And I said Bornhold, and we said, no, Jeff from Bornhold's the older one. But Dane Bornhold is in Eye of the World because yeah. he's the he's the white cloak in um, Barillon that we ran. Said that. Uh, yeah, I think in the ep- in that episode, though, we didn't we didn't say that. So I just wanted to go back and correct that part. I'm thinking more likely now Aram or Balsamon. Yeah. But we were all upset about like them co- covering up his beautiful eyes with caverns That's of flame. Right, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Alvar Mateus or Loghain, one thing I wanted to mention is that according to Deadline, and I quote, uh, Morte, Anamashon, and Willem have each been tapped for multiple episodes. Johan is currently booked for one episode with potential to return. Where are so they that getting that information from? Th- I don't know. That's Deadline, though. So it's, you know, it's, it's a legit news source. <laughs> Obviously, Tom Marilyn would be in multiple episodes that makes sense loyal in multiple episodes that makes sense um Logan in multiple episodes that doesn't make sense with the story but we know that he's going to be having an expanded role i want right. to see Logan before we see him in camelin you are i I, I've, cool. I have i have strong feelings about what they're going to do uh for that and I've been so right with all of my predictions <laughs> so far. Strong feelings. <laughs> always on point. But the the thing that stood out to me is that Johan Meyer was only booked for one episode. Yeah, that's cool. Um, with, it says with potential to return. And I guess this kind of also leads me back to – so this kind of ties back to David Buckley. He was only listed for four episodes in IMDb. I think that might be only because they only have four episodes listed on IMDb. And maybe that's why we're only seeing these characters limited to a certain number of episodes. Because Pat and Fane has to be in at least two episodes. I mean, in the books, yeah, possibly should. three probably episodes. In the books, he shows up in Berlin. Yeah. Then he shows up again that's, in Camelin. Yeah. Then he just chases them. Oh, you don't see him anymore. Oh, that's he right. He's the beggar through... in Camelin. Yeah, and then he chases them through, the through the ways. And they yeah. find him. Oh, uh, we don't see him, him in the ways. No, yeah, but they find him in the ways. They find him in Faldara. And you see him right. at the end. That's right. right. Yeah. Flight. So that's really like four different distinct spots that he pops up. This is like, you know, IMDb stuff, deadline reporting. This is only like stuff that's been leaked, I'm assuming, and it's nothing official. So I'm hoping that we see Peyton Fane in more of than just one episode because he's kind of a pretty important character. I've heard that. <laughs> You've heard that he's an important character? or Yeah. yeah. I've read that somewhere. Um, oh, the, oh, the book. <laughs> in the book. The book. In the, uh, the book. In the books, yes. Is it the Eye of the World? It's the Eye of the World, that one. I think that they're going to introduce a lot of the main characters in the first episode. I think you may see Camelin in the first episode. I think you're going to see Logan in the first episode. I think like um, they're going to set things up so that you see, like when you when things happen later on, you know where they are. And that's, again, my, my theory that Eleanor know, Westerman is not related to Perrin somehow. But is a is a secret Elaine. All right, so I'm going to disagree with you on almost all of your points. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I'm it. going to say, I think you're right with Logain. Obviously, you're good. he's an expanded role, so you might see him earlier on mm-hmm. um, in cut scenes to different locations, different times. I don't think the Camelin crew 
is going to appear early on. I think they want to keep. You're going to want to keep some characters to appear later on. Okay. Helena Westerman, I'm still saying, is parent sister. They're just trying to make. They're trying to build more of an emotional connection for when his family is, you know, murdered. Okay. I don't see why they would keep her, give out a fake casting for her. If she was playing Elaine, why wouldn't they just say Elaine? Like, they've said everybody else. I don't know. Have, has she, has it, where was that actually reported that she's playing Layla Ibarra? It was, I think her casting, her, like, management agency okay. had put up a post. And so then they it hasn't took it been, down. like, an official... We don't even have an official casting for her. So it's because she no. could be no. playing Elaine, but... But but it doesn't make sense because she was at the table read video and there was no other actors or actresses at the table read video that could have been anyone else from Camelin. Tom Maybe Erlen. that really Tom old Erlen guy. wasn't at the, at the table read video either. And he's he in the first... He could be like Gareth. He could Maybe be Gareth that old Brin. guy is Gareth Brynn. Yeah. We didn't see a more gaze-looking woman. I think we would have, you know, she probably would have been pretty easy to pick out. There was no Gawain or Galad-looking mm-hmm. person. I'm going to have to go with parent sister, and I'm pretty confident with that. Okay. Ruin all my fun, Joe. I see how it is. We have eliminated one more person off of the table read video now that we know who is. We know Johan Meyer is now Pat and Fane. There you go. We still got a few other characters, or actors, I should say, that are, are in the video that we still don't know. Next Wheel of Time Wednesday. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but what could they release to top this? Are they going to release another four cast members? I feel like they've done like a good one and then one that was like, all right, and then another awesome one. So I'm not expecting much from the next one because last time they just gave us uh, Tam, just like one casting. So I feel like the video was amazing. Then they did Tam and then they did another like amazing one. And now I don't think they can all be that good. Well, I'm wondering if they do like release like uh, Layla Ibarra, if they'll talk about if let's just say they say Helena Westerman is going to be Layla Ibarra, they would have to explain what the hell that means. Yeah, who she is, right? Yeah, you know, we still got Daryl McCormack, we who is confirmed in the show, but we don't know who he's playing. We've obviously got a lot of no- other roles to fill. All right, so does anyone have any final thoughts on our uh, Wheel of Time Wednesday? I'm excited. I think it was great. I'm just excited. I was so excited about it. I'm still coming down off the high. Next, I want some set photos. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Set photos. I want to see Alexander Alome in his Tom Marilyn costume. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. I just want to see, like, the cloak, right? I need to see the whole costume. Like, um, what's called? I was thinking about this earlier today. One of the trailers for Avengers Endgame. I think it's, like, the first, like, the first full trailer for Avengers Endgame ends with you just see the feet like from like the, the back of the knees down of Captain America and Iron Man and Thor walking out. And like, I just need that. I want to see boots. <laughs> if you show me boots and a cloak with patches, I don't need to see anything else. It'll give me a month of trying to figure out whose boots are whose. I'll be excited. Ooh, boots. That's, that's significant in Wheel of Time. It is. You know, we, we have go... a whole uh, chapter, right? A whole chapter on boots with Matt. And yeah. Is that Towers of Midnight? I feel it like we Tower... always say Towers of Midnight. For... I think it's the end of, I think it is the end of Towers of Midnight though. I think it's, I think it's in the camp outside of uh, Camelot that, that he gives that. No, speech. isn't the, he's, I think they're in a campsite and he's talking about like, you know, how he needs a good, he gives a whole speech. And then the Aes Sedai is talking to is like, oh, I see what you're saying. Like she attaches all this meaning to it. And he's like, what? No, I'm talking about boots. <laughs> yes, he's like, no, no, I, I really mean boots. Just, I'm just talking about it, boots. <laughs> but yeah, you can say, like, oh, these are well-worn boots. They're clearly mats. Who cares about having a good set of boots so well? Or look at the size of that man's calves. It must be parent. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you think about parents' calves a lot, don't you? A finely turned calf is a very important <laughs> sign of an attractive man in these books. I want to say confidently that we never get a description of a man's calf in the in the Wheel of Time. Am I wrong on this, Jen? Don't they? Isn't a finely turned calf like a a woman's expression of like a man who's who's well built in that in that in, in the Wheel book? of Time? Yeah. Or in like real life? No, not I've um, never heard someone actually say that. I don't know. I've, uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure um, that's... I recognize that description. All right. People, All right we'll get li- the team on yeah, it. Yeah. Listeners, <laughs> we'll guys, please comment and let me know whether I'm crazy, which is very possible, or whether <laughs> I'm on the right track here with this. Just let me know where I'm at with that or not. Thank you. I... All right. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to wrap this up. Yep. I don't think there's anything left to talk about, and we'll have to, unfortunately, wait a whole nother month for another Wheel of Time Wednesday. And it'll be a new year, too. I believe the Wheel of Time Wednesday will be on New Year's. Am I correct in that? Wow, right? Yeah. New yeah. Year's is a Wednesday? New Year's is a Wednesday. It's actually going to be a short wait. It's only going to be four weeks well, they exactly. Might, they, might, they might skip it for the holiday, too. No, oh, don't. What, what is wrong with you? Don't put that Why out would you the say, world. Yeah, don't, don't give them ideas. I'm going to edit that from this so they don't even get the idea of this because we know Rafe's <laughs> listening, right? Yeah. Right, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rafe, let us uh, know about the finely turned calf. Yes. Did Alvaro have two finely turned calves? Is that <laughs> why he got cast? Is that Did his calves make you cry? <laughs> <laughs> so finely turned were Alvaro Morte's calves. Oh, <laughs> I was boy. picturing Rafe like, uh, like a Alvaro at the end of Zoolander. When he sees blue steel, (laughs) (laughs) it was a glorious Wheel of Time Wednesday, though. And we don't have much, like I said, we only have less right now, it's less than four weeks until we get the next Wheel of Time Wednesday. So I'm hoping that we'll get a lot more leaking like we did. And that that was weird. (laughs) That was a weird thing to say. Uh, Strike that from the record. <laughs> I'm hoping we get a little bit of tidbits of news that are leaked, um, like we did over these last month, because we got a ton of leaks with articles and metadata and um, just new stuff appearing on IMDb. So I'm hoping we get more of that to keep us all, you know, excited about it. And I think we really don't need much help. So just give us little tidbits. That's all we ask for. It keeps us excited. It keeps the community happy. Everybody's talking about this. We need to get more people talking about this. So keep it coming. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All of our information for the social media is in the show notes. So just check the show notes for that and our website. Give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Rate us, review us. We really appreciate that. That's the best way you guys can say thank you is just by giving us a review or giving us some stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. So we really appreciate that from all of you. So thanks, everyone, again for listening, and you'll hear us next time. Bye.